This is the John Hallett Podcast with John Hallett. It's because the way we're living, we need to change it, make it change today, and all learn from failure. Maybe they just wanted it a little bit more than you. That's probably the fact. And now your host, John Hallett. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me today. If you're live on YouTube, thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Spotify, Apple, awesome. Share it with a friend. Tag a clip. Um, we're asking any of our members here, if you you know get a little section you thought was uh, really good, um, let us know that timestamp you know, on Spotify. I know you can hit that share, and then there's a little button you might miss that you can share from that time code, and it'll just send the time code. So share it out there. Um, any of our staff, that's a great way to you know introduce people to the gym here and what we're trying to do here at RMSDF and Clear Sky. That is what the John Hallett podcast is all about. You know, today we're really talking about being a little bit better, sucking less, you know, be great today. So many people just put it off to tomorrow. And we had a great um, quote uh, out there on YouTube, Facebook and Instagram on the Stoics. You know, if you do it, today and take that at least the first step plan out your workout whatever it may be you're taking that step but i just see time and time again people know what to do but they just don't do it for whatever reason they just get in their own way they come up with an excuse you just have to do it sometimes you just have to start working out you just have to do it you don't feel like it you know you just have to get in the car and do it and once you get there you'll be better. And so we had some kids and the parents like, Oh, I don't know. They're making excuses. Like, do you want the kids to do it or not? Because everybody's going to make an excuse. They had fun when they were there, but now you're asking them to go again. It might be spur of the moment and they're making excuses. We will all make excuses. I come up to you in the middle of, you know, Hey, let's go do some burpees. What? Oh God, I got to finish this email. We're going to finish this project I'm working on. We're all making a mistake, but if you're like, hey, at 3.15, we're doing burpees. That's a planned out thing, and that person has it in their head. You know, even you yourself, set a calendar reminder to work out. Just get up like that. I hate a lot of technology, but, you know, your watch buzzing at you or your phone buzzing at you that you've been sitting too long, get up and move. Do something, do a couple squats, get out of the freaking chair. Chair is death um, as I sit in a chair. <laughs> um, you know, we have to do it for a lot of things, but maybe maybe next week uh, I'll make Josh set up standing up to be all pissed up. Set up all of it, Josh, so I can stand the whole podcast. I brought myself in. What? Now we want to do standing? All right, back to you. I'm, okay. Back to me. <laughs> but uh, always trying to have fun, you know. It's crazy to me. I, I just don't get it. You know, I just don't get people like I'm tired of this. I've made it a lifestyle since I was in the fifth grade. And before that, I was still playing sports and just every day after school. I mean, we wore bases into my dad, one of my dad's yards. We had a property um, in Rentham, Massachusetts. Um, old, I mean, a really old farmhouse. It was a farmhouse from the 1700s uh, was the original house i think we covered it one time on the podcast and we brought it up a uh, picture of it but we wore bases into one of the side yards i mean it was it was big uh, nothing compared to the postage stamp i have now here uh in castle rock so we did something it was part of my lifestyle so yeah was it easy but it's just making it a lifestyle it's telling those kids that, you know, you might not want to do it, but this is going to be good for you. You need to do some sort of activity, get out and do something that's going to help you create a lifestyle. Or I, what I tell a lot of parents, hey, how about you do something? Lead by example. You know, you lead by example. Get out there and do it. You know, have the kids sit in the gym. You know, Give them a book. I mean, the iPads and all that stuff. I mean, depending on how you're budgeting time and with kids on devices, but you know, let them sit there. It's not gonna like people feel like it's like the kid's gonna die. Oh my god, they're sitting there. Like, 
just make it a lifestyle, you know, and they'll be fine. My oldest son sat in the little car seat when I worked out, um, right from the get go. I mean, the only thing I had to really adjust was the volume of my music so he could sleep. Um, and then it becomes something that he's used to. And then he's down there with me working out as a little guy to the fact that when he went to, I don't know what, um, checkup it was that the pediatrician, um, heard him counting and talking. Um, you know, he could say articulated dump truck, um, very young. Um, he is, uh, was, is, and still is. He was a smart little kid, smart guy. Um, but the doctor said, I'm worried about his counting. He can, he's got a really good vocabulary, but he can't count. It's just like one, four, three. I'm like, oh, he's doing punch combos. You heard him. He's out there doing punch combos. He He's calling out punch combos. Like, I'm like, watch, you know, two, boom, boom, three, boom, boom, hook, yeah, four, boom, boom, go down and do push-ups. He goes down, up, squats, all right, up, back to shadow boxing, two, one. And yeah, he's this little guy. And the doctor's like, oh, I'm okay. I'm like, but he was watching me. I never shoved it down his throat. It was one thing that my martial arts instructor, you know, like any parent, he wanted his kids to do his martial art and he wanted to pass that on. But it can be really hard to teach your own kids. You know, there's plenty of people out there, I'm going to try to teach my kid the basics of fighting, but they don't want to listen to you. Like, that's why martial arts schools are so great. But my son didn't have it shoved down his throat. He just did it because he watched me and I was leading by example. And then he did it as part of his lifestyle. There was nothing that I forced because my instructor's kids, <laughs> he did Taekwondo. Um, they were such a pain in the neck to him. And that's where me coaching for him, now his kids are like, oh, well, we like this guy and it's not our dad. And they're listening to me and now they're getting, you know, what he passed on to me, I'm passing on to his kids because it's so hard. And that's so many, so many, um, kids, um, you know, even just thinking back to Taekwondo, I mean, it's this grandmaster from Connecticut. I forget what his name is <laughs> talking to his wife about their kids. And they're like, it's grandmaster. And they're like, it's freaking dad. We don't care. Like, <laughs> like, you get to take grandmaster's class. I'm like, that's freaking dad. <laughs> we don't care. All the other kids are like, oh, um, like it's the Pope or something. But um, your own kids, it's tough. So lead by example, parents. You got to, you know, eat right. You got to do things. And yeah, that's hard. And you got to take the first step, like throw out all the crap and now go to the grocery store and start eating right. You know, and, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe if you could shut off, maybe one of these AI cars, maybe it'd be good. Be like, and do not drive into this parking lot. <laughs> do not dive into Dairy Queen. Um, are they going to get pissed off at me? Um, they're not a sponsor. They're not a sponsor. They're not a sponsor. Right. There's just so much crap out there, guys. And you find yourself eating it. You know, one little tip is write it down. You're smart. Like so many people know what to do, but they just don't do it. You know, write it down and evaluate your own freaking diet. You don't need a dietitian. Look at the freaking crap, pull out the, the nutrition facts. You're a smart person, do that. I just got uh, kind of aggravated um, with people saying they could, you know, I'm trying to train my diet. And just as the coach, I'm gonna motivate you a little bit. Like, okay, yeah, you've lost 10 pounds, I feel like. You know, people lose 10 pounds in the gym a lot, maybe 15, but they might still have another 20 to go and they haven't made progress. And now it's coming down to you're trying to out train your bad diet and you can't do it. You're not going to be able to do it. You're not 20 anymore. And if you're 20, it's going to stack up to you. So eat right, right? You can get away with it and, you know, enjoy your twenties, enjoy your teens. You can get away with a lot of stuff. Um, like eating bad. So write it down, look at it and go, yeah, I'm, I'm at Burger King. I'm over here. Oh, I was out of time. 
and I had to go here. You know, go go to the grocery store and buy some lunch meat. Is it the best? But it's a whole lot, um, a whole lot better than so many other things. And just eat the. You don't need bread. You don't need it. You'll be fine. You'll live. I promise you. You don't need a sandwich. You'll be fine, Josh. You don't need bread. But bread's so good. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It sucks. It's good. Bread sucks. They're killing you. They're making you fat. Just and and then say that instead, or hear my voice. Hear my voice. No, you're not coming in, Josh. No, I am, Josh. because I hear your voice all the time in my head, John. Thank you. Now you're going to be like having bread. Be like, bread is making me fat. Bread is making me fat. That's what you need to say to yourself. That's what you people need to do. That's why I'm like, I suck. I need to get better. Go, go train. Be a little bit better. Um, you know, give yourself little tests of like, yeah, you know, I can do it. I, um, I like the taste of bourbon, but I just did a two week, not going to do it. Like a little weekend sip. Nope. Taking that away. Just, just to do it. I don't know. You want to bring yourself in? Bring yourself in, Josh. I didn't have, I, mean, I, heard, I, really I heard your voice in my head. I was just thinking that, I mean, you're a bourbon guy and you like that stuff. So. Why, why, why the walk away from bourbon? I, I do want to go back to some of that kids watching by example stuff, but I'm really intrigued by this. So, so why are you stepping away from the bourbon? Just to test myself. It's like okay. doing the cold plunge at 4.30 in the morning instead of 2 o'clock in the afternoon on my lunch break. I don't know if you ran into some research where you're like, ooh, I got to back away. Because I've seen you do well, that, I've right? I've heard it. Um, yeah. I've heard it before. Um, I think we have it up in the show notes mm -hmm. here on Andrew Huberman, and I was going to possibly talk about that. And actually, I stumbled back across this one doing some research for the show. I was like, oh, that's a good one. And I'm happy to do it. You know, it was Google. They knew I was, my wife's like, what? You're not going to have a sip of bourbon with me? And I'm like, no. Why not? Uh, I don't know. Just because just I don't want it. I'm just going to test myself. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I, it's just, you know, you so can like, like, take away that pleasure. So. Do you want to get back to the kids? Do you want to bring that in? Your well, I want to get back to the kids because I'm double checking a thing here. So, you've ever heard of something called cradle boarding amongst Native Americans? They would actually take the kid and they'd slap them to a board, right? Uh -huh. And they'd wrap them oh, yeah. up and they keep them, like, you could tell who was cradle boarded because they'd have flat spots in the back of their, yeah. their head. But get really good posture. But the whole reason for that is that when mom and dad were doing something, they would take the kid and they'd set him against a tree or a rock and they would have the kid watch them yeah. as they were doing something, right? And that was the greatest teaching tool that you could come up with because look, see, do, right? We've all seen that. If they see you doing it and they're looking at you doing it, they will do it, right? And that's how you create a healthy relationship with anything. And then Jamie, one day we were shooting some stuff and she's like, I remember asking her, I was like, why'd you bring Bryce in here? And she goes, well, because I want my kid to have a healthy relationship with exercise. And the only way I can do that is to show him. I can't yeah. tell them every day. And I was like, that was one of the wisest statements I had heard about the whys, right? And why we do it. So having your kids watch you do something is huge, right? It leads everything. Yeah. I mean, we have kids hanging out here in the gym and I'm like, it's not a daycare, but you know, have them sit there so many times. I mean, we've had pack and plays in our gym over the years. And it, it's just a matter of, do you want to do that? Is it, they gonna cry the first couple of times. Who cares? Yeah, we'll just turn up the music a little bit louder. That's that's what we do. <laughs> but they're going to get used to it. Mm -hmm. But it becomes an excuse not to work out. Like, oh, I got a kid. When, when I talk to some parents, they're like, oh, the kids don't want to do it, and I can't make them do anything. I'm thinking to myself, who, who, who's in charge here? Wanna... Who's in charge? Are, are you the parent, or are they? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I I could get better all the time. Parenting is freaking hard as I can imagine. crap. So, like you told me once, it was harder than anything you ever did was raising it kids. It is so hard. Yeah. Wow. And it's easier said than done. But it is like, you know, having having that with kids of going, they don't want to do it. Well, there's got to be some here. Balance might be the wrong word. Might, like, you know, there's some stuff you're going to have to do. You're going to clean your room. you got to brush your teeth. Some other like there's stuff in there, but, oh, they don't want to do it. And I'm like, what's next? And what's next? And what's mm -hmm. next? It's the, uh, 
analogy I've used for years of the kid in the grocery cart fussing and wanting something and they cry and they create a fuss on aisle one, two, three, and four, and uh, they're breaking the parent down and they give in by whatever, aisle mm-hmm. five. Yeah. And then, uh-huh, now it's aisle three. Mm-hmm. Now it's aisle one. They're just breaking you down because they're like, I know I got my way. Mm-hmm. I'm, not gonna do, I'm not going to want to do this and that. Um, it's not easy, but I mm-hmm. think, you know, setting the example for your kid. Is it's, really, it's huge. Really good way to do it. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's so. what drives everything. Did you know yesterday was National Walk to School Day? All we did yeah, when I was a kid, all we did when I was a kid was walk to school. We had to walk to school. And it's gotten to the point now where we've gotten so soft as a society because their kids are learning. They don't have to, like, walk anymore or do anything, right? That's what they're learning. Hey, my dad. And they have to make a holiday out of it. I walked to school. Every day. I rode my yeah. bike. I couldn't wait for the bike ride because I liked it, right? Yeah. So yeah, my dad used to tell like oh, I walked every day. Yeah, and I remember one time I I don't well, I guess maybe we were living in Nantucket when we were back in Rentham and we drove by and I like knew where my grandfather lived, mm-hmm. but it wasn't where they grew up. Mm. And one and we happened it wasn't like a place that we like traveled a lot and we were like going by and like they're like oh there's the school dad went to I'm like okay cool there's his house yeah, right. <laughs> I walk to school every day was like, a was block? Like, what? <laughs> you walk to school you tell me you walk to school every day I'm like wait a second they're right there yeah um, but yeah I mean walking's healthy national walk to school day but that's what it's come to right we have to make these special days for stuff that was the norm 30 years ago right yeah and it's just Parents, Something kids don't see their parents doing that stuff or, or seeing other kids doing it and their like their cohorts and stuff like that. It's just at what point did we become so soft that we have to create holidays for the things that are, are considered were considered normal? Yeah, I think it's one problem with the um, with phones and stuff. I mean, we had um, I'm going to mess it up because I'm not good with acronyms, but I think it's the Christian Fellowship of Athletes. Oh, I think I'm um, talking about, yeah. I think that's correct. Over at our house, um, big Tom Ashworth, um, member here and an ex um, coach over at Castleview. Um, ex, I got a good kind of kept it for him. I was going to send it to his wife of like, you know, there's stuff you do and nobody ever takes video or pictures. I'm like, there's so much stuff in my life. So I took it. And there's a lot of good little takeaways. I really want to kind of post one or two of them on my personal stuff. But after. They're all on the phones. Actually, the freshmen did all go downstairs and they were playing darts or ping pong down in the basement doing whatever. And I think the upperclassmen were like, I forget what they said. <laughs> they're like, you know, maybe like they're the real kids or something. I don't know. But they're just sitting on their phones. And, and they're just all on there where when I was a teenager, you didn't, you weren't doing that. No. I just don't think it's healthy. We did, but we'd read the newspaper in the morning and then we'd be done. I read the newspaper. Oh, I read the newspaper. I'd read the whole newspaper, man. All the time as a kid. I'd start with the comics and I'd get, I'd, I'd, read the front, I'd start with comics and I'd go through front page. And then like, I, I you get to the art section. I was like, not really me. I would just read the headlines and stuff like that or just read through it. I'd read the paper because my dad read the paper, right? Oh gosh, I was really young because dad was always reading the newspaper. Grandpa was always reading the newspaper. I was probably like middle school. I forgot what teacher I really yeah. liked. I always had the Boston Globe. Yeah. And, uh, but that, that's what I was I talking about. I saw a little bit. Yeah. You know, when you had the paper, you get it. And, but yeah, I'd start with the comics. But that's where we get the information. I right? went for the comics, the sports section. Yeah, that, that too. I love reading the sports <laughs> section. Yeah. <laughs> but now headlines. they get that 24 7 on a phone, right? It's just the freaking. I've been pissed at myself lately because I'll look at something and I tell myself, like, just go to notifications and see if anybody that I train with has a post or something, but I'm like freaking making me sick. I'm like, why am I scrolling on this stupid thing? But you're looking for that, ooh, what's gonna be next? You know, like, mm-hmm. I think it's that whole hunter-gatherer thing, like we're looking for it and it's just in our DNA to be looking, but now it's not out there in the woods or whatever, mm-hmm. engaging with people. It's ridiculous. Um, 
there's too much of it and I'm trying to limit it as much as I can. Sometimes that's the biggest thing with business. You're like, ah, and I have to be on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, and you can't, that's always there. It's always this pervasive thing. Like the, the technology has made, it's like a chain that's attached to us now, right? It's like chains. It's always weighing us down. And we can't get away from it because the industry is pushing it more and more. And they're trying to make it more and more smart. So we stay on it longer and longer and longer. Yeah. That's what we're facing all the time. And the young kid, I mean, imagine the generations because Google just put out one of their latest phones and it is chock full of AI. It's got a chip specifically designed for artificial intelligence put in it. So imagine how that's going to influence everybody that has it. And you're talking how, how young are people now when they're getting phones? Yeah. It's super young. Yeah, I mean... It's, oh, it's that's what we're feeding them, John. That's what we're feeding. It's yeah, but you know, you got to try to be great today, folks. Mm -hmm. You've got to stop putting it off, whatever it is. Or um, I had a quote here. Um, I forget who it was from, but um, probably one of the Stoics is where I was doing some research and on that. But it is who would you be if like. If you, who could you be? If you weren't scrolling so much, mm -hmm. if you didn't spend so much time doing whatever it is, but what could what's you something, be? I mean, you know what I'm gonna say, maybe not. Like, what could you accomplish? What could you have done if you, yeah. how much time have you spent playing that, whatever that game you play? Call, Call of Duty? Yeah, Call of Duty. Let's not get into that. Let's not get into who could you be? Yeah. How badass would you be if you were in this gym uh -huh. or any other gym? Uh huh. How badass would you be? How many hours? How many hours? A guesstimate. <laughs> I don't okay. want to get a guesstimate. I don't. I played a lot of Call of Duty over the years, right? So There's we're talking different... how many years? Oh gosh, the first one came out in 2002. 2002 ish yeah i want to say yeah i mean when the call so of duty series playing came, that for 20 years yeah yeah 20 20 years years josh i don't now i don't game so that's as, as, that's all right as just as we'll just make magic numbers up so but um, yeah imagine i played uh, an an hour a day for uh three days a week right because sometimes i don't even get a chance to play it bullshit okay Okay, five days a week. What do you want? Six, seven? We'll go eight. Even conservatively, it's like 7,000 hours. hours. Yeah. And just one thing. Imagine the people that... See, that's the whole reason I gave them like those online role-playing games, those MMO, those MMOs, massive multiplayer online games, because people have been playing the World of Warcraft for 25 plus years all day long. Right? That's yeah. what really got me out of it. Like, I only play games now that I don't have to like think too hard about it. I just jump in, play them, and when I'm done, like after 20 minutes, I just walk away because I can't sit there and just, just keep playing. I, just not me anymore. But I've seen people put in like an eight-hour marathon on MMOs. And then when I saw that, I was like, I don't want to do that anymore, right? I just don't want to be that. Yeah. And that's what really got it for me to like get away from it. But yeah, I mean, think about all those yeah, hours go, that you've I spent doing that. Be that. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. That's when it hit this me and I was like... Me suck. I suck because I'm doing this. And I'm just sitting here getting, and, and, I'm, and I'm snacking and I'm eating yes. and I'm drinking soda. And I, you know, the gamer fuel, they tell you, you gotta, you gotta fuel up to play. And it's like, they're just feeding you Red Bulls one after the other playing video games. Yeah. And you're just losing muscle mass and gaining fat. Right. And you got to just say it in your head over and over again. Do I need this? Do I need it? I mean, I tell them, like, I was addicted to ginger ale, like, 20 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, people might say, like, after, you know, kind of was lifting and did stuff, and I was tell people, like, when I started Krav Maga 20 years ago, I was around 185 to 195. Wow. And good. now I'm 165 to 175, typically, but more, like, pretty hard line, 165, 170. Yeah. Um, fluctuating in there a little bit. You're like, I've lost a bunch of weight. A lot of it was pasta, hmm. bread, and ginger ale. Yeah, the sugar from that. Peppermint patties. Oh, I've heard and, that you have a thing for uh, Reese's Cups. Oh, I, oh, yeah. I love Reese's Cups. 
But my wife's, at least homemade ones are way better. The Buckeyes she makes are so good. Yeah, they're um, great. Yeah, if I find out I have cancer, I'm gonna try to kill myself on those. Kind of Let's awful. not have that conversation yet. I'm okay. Die, Josh. I'm We're all gonna die. I'm just not think- when I die. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna be really busy around here, <laughs> trying to figure out who's gonna teach all that stuff. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. You got a lot of shit to live up to. Oh, you, you have no idea. <laughs> I'm just trying to hang on most days. But yeah, it, so uh, that, that I just didn't want to be that anymore. Yeah, right? I didn't want to be that. I mean, I looked at myself. I looked at my lifestyle, and I was like, I'm living vicariously through a digital world. There's nothing I'm getting from this. Yeah, nothing. So let's pull up Huberman, but I do want you guys, I headed up and Josh like, we're going to get banned. Listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers, Californication. I think that, oh, is that the right song? Yeah, I, I hate that My, song. You hate it? I hate California. I can't even sing it because they'll ban us. You know that if we start singing their lyrics and we start singing, I've been banned on YouTube before for that. Because it listens, Ooh. FYI. So I had to stop myself from singing it. But I hate that song. I don't know why we can't. I see plenty of people posting on YouTube. They just don't I think this, well, this is, I think, from Instagram that we had. But listen to those lyrics. Just listen um, to it and go, how long ago did this song come out? Read a few. I mean, try to read, read a few. No, read Let's read, read a few and then find the, pick the ones and then we'll see if we can, like if they ban us, we'll, we'll try to dispute it that way. Because we're, we're talking about it. So hopefully we're not breaking their rules. Okay. Well, I'll pull it up. I want you to yeah. pull up that Huberman. I've got Huberman. It's the one on alcohol, right? He's yeah. just ready to go. You want to play that, that one up. real quick? Yeah. Pull All right. That up. Let's go. Let's give it a listen. Trying to get him to play here. There we go. with dinner and maybe on the weekend a few more. Can I offer a bunch of different patterns to explain how it could also be two or three drinks on Friday or six drinks only on Saturday? Well, all of those groups... So you can hear. You lost it. I lose it all the time. I lose it all the time. I'll bring it back up when he returns. Okay, so he's going to bring it back up. I'm choking myself with these. It'll kill you if you're not careful. Consequence, they feel more stressed and more anxiety when they aren't drinking. This is a seldom talked about effect of alcohol because so often we hear about the immediate effects of alcohol. People who drink a bit, and when I say a bit, I don't mean one or two sips or even a glass of wine every once in a while. I mean, again, people that are maybe having one drink a night with dinner and maybe on the weekend a few more. And I offer a bunch of different patterns to explain how it could also be two or three drinks on Friday or six drinks only on Saturday. Well, all of those groups experience increases in cortisol release from their adrenal glands when they are not drinking. And as a consequence, they feel more stressed and more anxiety when they aren't drinking. This is a seldom talked about effect of alcohol because so often we hear about the immediate effects of alcohol. People who drink a bit, and when I say a bit, I don't so mean one yeah. itself. So the anxiety right. builds up. Well, it's just that cortisol release, and it's really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the older I get, I mean, the less sleep I need, but I need sleep. And if it's not good quality, and you know, you have a glass or two, and I was like, mm, well, I, hey, look at this. Like, I'm sleeping better. Mm-hmm. And I know that, but you're like, now, after the fact, oh, is it one or two days? You know, that, what do you say, the adrenal gland is still mm-hmm. releasing cortisol. Yeah. You know? And you're getting anxiety so when you're, you're not drinking. It out. It, it's tough. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that have one glass of wine every night. Mm-hmm. Can't out train that. The older you get, the more we got to dial things in. And mm. you got to balance life's pleasures um, in with everything. So, I pulled up the lyrics, so yeah. who knows? But I think it's stupid. So verse one, psychic spies from China. <laughs> steal your mind's elation. Wow. Um, that's the first line. Uh-huh. And there's little girls in Sweden. And, a li- and little girls from Sweden dream of silver screen quotation. Let's see. Those dudes are far out when they write their lyrics. Yeah. But some of those things in there, they start mentioning and you're like, were they psychic? Did they know it was coming? And then 
You know, me, I always thought that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, pay your surgeon very well to break the spell of aging. Celebrity skin is your chin or is that war you're waging? First born unicorn, hard core, soft porn. Dream of Californication. That's a lot to unpack in that statement. Yeah. But uh, they're, they're all some sort of visual representation of them when they, they, they do it. Because they're not wrong, right? How many people in Hollywood are paying to look young again? Have you seen the pictures of Madonna lately? Oh, so many of them. You're just like... It's not the same person it looks like. It's like, is it's is that Madonna or not? Because Madonna, like 30 years ago... Her, it's it's, it's like some scary. people are just... It's yeah. crazy. A teenage bride with a baby inside getting high on information. Buy me a star on, on the boulevard. There's some good, there's yeah. some like lyrics in there that you're like, whoa, wait a second. How'd you know about like, this? The Chinese spies, you're like, these people, we've got to do something. We've got to do something. They're yeah. stealing intellectual property. All the time. Uh, they're infiltrating, they're known to be doing this stuff. They're buying property in the U.S. Oh, yeah, stuff, sensitive like, property. Like, Collecting. Stop playing with it. They're not, like, they're not playing fair. Yeah, they've got their own version of something like Facebook that tracks every American out there. They are, they are completely obsessed with tracking everybody and everything. And now they've got the technology to do it. Yeah, I mean, this country's got to get a handle on that, on stuff and yeah. just little things. That, I mean, we've got a couple Sean Ryans, but just this morning, I was listening to, um, is it Tony Prince? He, I think he was uh, one of or the Blackwater guy. Yeah. Uh, is that correct? I think he is, yeah. Um, and what a fascinating guy. Um, really good. Eric Prince. Eric, Eric Prince. Prince, episode 75 and 6, or no, 76, and uh, I guess there's two of them, part one and two uh, of that episode, it looks like. But he wrote, there, there's a little bit that they're talking about the East India Company and oh, yeah. um, some other really good things. He had a book um, I'm going to note on, but that I wanted to read. But did you know, and I forget the, what it's re, what it's called, but it's essentially burning the wife. And I think it's when, and the example he gave, like, um, the East India Company, whoever it was, they were like, they had come in, whatever the whole background is, you know, listen to the whole story. But they, the guy died, and the customer, whatever, was to burn the wife. With the dead person alive too. like I don't think it was with that person maybe yeah um, but I was like whoever it was was like okay whoever participates we're gonna hang I'll respect your customs and you're gonna respect our customs and if you burn somebody for no reason we're gonna hang you and he kind of brought it back I believe it was probably the Obama administration that I forget what the custom was um, in the Middle East, Iraq or Afghanistan of the uncle's cousins passing around the young boy and raping him. Have you heard? I forget the name of the custom. I, I, I had forgotten about it. I'm like, oh, yeah. I've heard of it. Like how horrific. And what he said was some of our guys got in trouble for just beating the, like coming yeah. across this and beating the guy up. Like what the F? Yeah. And they got in trouble. Yeah. Instead of going, you know what? No, I don't no. care who you are. Yeah. Don't do it. And if you do it, we're going to firing squad you. That's why I say a lot. I'm like, yeah, I, I, firing squad. And you know what he said? I'm like, this is fantastic. Very, um, a very smart guy. He's got some really good points on everything going around on today. That how would that have changed the hearts and minds of those mothers? Sure. What mother wants that to happen to their kid, no matter what the right. freaking custom is? 
custom, you freaking perverts. It's not a custom. Right. You're freaking wacko. You got yeah. stuff wrong with you. Yes. Like, you're done. They're Sorry, we caught you. You're done. Boom. Bullet in your head. There is no if, ands, or buts. It's like some of this. It's like what I say with these politicians. If they don't, this is like, you know, absorb that. There's some really good stuff in that episode. These politicians, if we don't change this country, where are we going? We need to make change. This is what I've been thinking about lately. Oh, you're running for re-election, Josh? Okay. Well, you know what? We want term limits. We want you guys out. Okay. Whatever it is, four years, eight years. What people need term limits. We need to get get these people out. You're making billions, or you're freaking unconscious, and people are pulling puppet strings behind the freaking curtain. Here. That that that's the big one. But yeah, keep going. Um, uh, I think it's the money's the big one. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> yeah, there's somebody else. That's the big one, and then the puppet strings are second. Yeah. Now, and you promise your constituents that yes, I'm going to vote for this. Okay. It comes up to vote. Josh says no. Nope. Boom. <laughs> I kind of had a conversation with this with the, another friend and uh, first the money like a, a lot of our politicians are bought and paid for because when you run for office you got to have money to run for office it's not hard to get a whole bunch of cash right second is is who's really running the country because when you have people like Mitch McConnell and even Diane Feinstein who died recently who was on her deathbed who was still tweeting about Pakistan policy and stuff like that who's actually making those posts, right? Who They were wheeling her out just for votes that she wasn't even aware of because she was the vote. That She was not acting in her office, right? She was not acting as the, the, the person for that. So who really runs the country? Like Joe Biden, do you really think he's capable of figuring out where he's at most days? You do think he's capable of figuring out where he's at? Because there's days that all he can think, I think I'm going to have ice cream. And this guy is... Is the head, I mean, the commander in chief of our, our military and our. He knows where he's at. He's right smelling your hair. He knows. He's in the Connecticut in the middle of the White House, right? But that's what we're getting at, right? Who's running these things? It's, it's not the person we elect. It's like whatever power group is behind them. Yeah, there's too much. It goes to that episode again because it's fresh in my head. I mean, listen to Sean Ryan and then listen to the John Hallett podcast. Yeah. Actually, listen to John Howell first, then John, uh, the rest. Because we're the important ones. Look, look at how many I hate these government bailouts. It's kind of like, um, oh, I can't Eric Prince. And he was saying, like, look at, we, like, I forget how many years ago, but it wasn't all that long. We had, like, 20, 30, I forget what it, the number was, of defense contractors. Mm-hmm. We're down to five. Can they set their friggin' price? Oh, yeah. Can Home Depot, can Amazon just start jacking their prices up? When you're in control. The only freaking choice. That's what separates so much stuff. And like, that's like these banks. We get a bailout. Those things have been pissing me off um, forever. And they were billionaires' banks connected to big yes, companies. Are you too big to fail? No, nobody's too big to fail. It's a load of crap because people lie in their pockets. It's all money. These people, we need to fix some things here. And it's, I think it's term limits would, would really yeah, I mean, start so... the ball rolling. I think there's a lot our country needs to do. I always have a problem with people that run for office and want it. That means they want power, right? They want that stuff. I want the person who's reluctant to wield power because they're most likely not going to corrupt it right because they have some some personal dignity and, and and stuff inside of them to make sure that they don't corrupt that but all these politicians all they want to talk about is how i should be the right leader for you and they want it they want it they want it all they want is power right they don't give a crap about the rest of us most of the time they're just doing the no, stuff that i mean they're passing bills that don't affect them whatsoever they, they never have to deal with those consequences not a one but i do right I, as a business owners, we have to sit there and look and say, this is going to destroy us, right? But you, you're, you're never going to see this because you made a bunch of money off the short sale on that stock for that company, right? And they see all that financial information before it even hits the rest of us. Dan Crenshaw, I thought he was a great Republican. He's such a rhino now because he has outperformed Nancy Pelosi in all of his stock trades this year. Oh, yeah? 
outperformed everybody by head and shoulders. So how does a guy that goes from like almost no money, and I respect his background, I respect yeah. his Navy Steel yeah. stuff, but he's he's the most profitable politician out there right now. Is he? I did not know that. He's out now. Nancy Pelosi was always really good at. Um, her husband was making the trades, but Dan Crenshaw, man, look at his his financial background stuff. He's he's making money off the office. If you're in politics to make money off the office, you should not be elected. You're there to work for us. That's why they call it the People's House, right? Yeah, it's just gotten so far away from it. I mean, mm-hmm. I you know been um, really doing a lot of research and stuff on the Stoics lately, and you're like Marcus Aurelius gave up half his power, mm-hmm. half his power, which is wild, for, right? Like he gave half his power away to his stepbrother mm-hmm. or half brother or something. I forget what crazy, like half the power. You're the most powerful person in the Roman empire. Like, and you're giving away half that power. Right. Like, what does that say about that person? Was Marcus Aurelius the one that started off the Pax Romana, the big Roman peace? I can't remember because he was known for being the person who was actually really wise. I mean, he, he ruled the world essentially, but yeah, I mean, he, he knew power's fleeting, right? He just, you direct power. When you have real power, you give other people power. That's how power works. Yeah. Power should not be concentrated into a single person or entity in any way. Right. Yeah. It's and these... Do you remember what Eisenhower said on his way out of uh, office in his final speech? He said, beware of the military industrial complex because everything we do from now on will feed them. And has every ward fed since Eisenhower, the industrial military complex? Yeah. The answer is all of it. All of it. And now we're giving away all of our munitions to Ukraine, right? All of it. Who's going to profit from that? Who's going to have to make more? Yeah, I I listen to that. Listen to Sean Ryan, episode 76. Listen listen to it. I mean, I'm only halfway through it. Like, listen to that. Unless somebody that was in that world. Yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine like, what that's like. I mean, he, like... It's crazy. And again, I don't know. It seems to be the the thing. I don't know really why we would like to push Russia more towards China. You know, there's a little thing he starts talking about, like mm-hmm. um, it might have been the Clinton era that we were like reaching out to them. He tells a story about doing some range stuff. Um <laughs> with um, some Russian special forces. I forget the name, but like, mm-hmm. they do some crazy stuff on the range. Um, yeah, I would, <laughs> I would not want to uh, train with a bunch of crazy he's, Russians. <laughs> he's like, they shoot each other. They're shoot, like, they're doing some crazy stuff. Um, but we're pushing them away now. Why do we want to push them away towards China? And if you look back, this, so this is an interesting um, fact that I didn't know. So World War II, right? Mm-hmm. The war, the war to end all, all war. wars. How many Americans died? Half a million. Yeah, so like under a half a million. I think yeah, like four hundred thousand was sure. what they um, they had on on that podcast. Mm-hmm. How many Russians? Uh, are you talking about the ones that were sent to the Gulag in Siberia at the time, or how many, how many were just thrown died? at the front line? Twenty million. 22 million. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. It was 22 million. Let that number sink in. Yeah. That would be like the entire state of uh, Nevada. Is that where Nevada is? Well, um, oh, I don't know. They're pretty big now, but that's in the entire states, right? There, there's some. Like, yeah. I mean, that is a lot. 400,000 yeah, people. That's a, that's a town. One million. It's not right. even one million. It's 22 million. That's the, that's, the entire size of Denver missing times five-ish, four, right? Four yeah. cities worth of people just gone. That's why there was also, you know, after World War II, there was all that land that they were trying to encourage people. Plus, that doesn't count all the people that were sent to Siberia and the Kulaks on top of it, right? And Russia's famous for just throwing soldiers at a problem, which you're seeing again now, right? And I think a lot of that play is, is to try to get them to, you want them to get caught up and bogged down in something. So they're, if their military stuck here, every couple of years, the Russians like to go out and be like, oh yeah, here's a referendum. Everybody there wants to be Russian. We're going to take it over. Well, I think the current CIA thinking is that if we just get them bogged down here, they won't keep doing that. Right. And they're constantly spending their money, but we're turning, it's a new cold war. Who can outspend and keep making the munitions? That's what it's turning into. It's, I mean, I don't know. 
I mean, I think we were knocking on their door with NATO and some other stuff, and I can see why they're pissed off. But they're also the Russians. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're crazy. I don't want a world war. I don't want two nuclear-powered superpowers who were... So one- why would you want those two against us? Tell me why. Yeah. I- Tell me why. Like, why are we pushing them more towards China versus having a better co-op or just going like we're into every freaking war. Like, so how much money would we get? Like we're spending taxpayers dollars and people are making more money off the industrial complex, the military industrial complex. It's crazy. I'm like, can we just butt the F out? Hey, Russia's still know. pissed off for the cold war thing. Yeah. They're and the guy that's in charge of like yeah. trying to get the Ukraine and the Ukraine's corrupt, like all this stuff. It's just world politics is kind of crazy, but I'm a little bit like. Do you think Ukraine will ever pay thing? us back? Huh? You think Ukraine will ever pay us back? Oh, no. Not a dime. We'll never yeah, see it again. Like some of the stuff. I mean, actually, there's a good point um, that Eric Prince brought up about Afghanistan. Yeah. So, you, you know, the Russians were there. Yeah. Yeah. So they had, there's some oil fields somewhere when that Russians pulled out, they capped them, did whatever. You know what we were doing Un- for 20 years? Sucking the oil up? What? You know what we were doing? What? What? Tell we me. We were bringing oil. I forget how much. I think it was like $100 or whatever he said. We're bringing oil from the Met. We're bringing it all the way up to Afghanistan. Yeah. We're tankering in and then trucking it all the way in. We were there for 20 years. Did any... Buddy, uncap the oil fields in Afghanistan and start setting that back up. No, no, most likely not. How much money did we waste? What, like, whose Billions. decision was that? Started with the I just George like, W. Who made the freaking money off of that freaking gas and diesel for all the military in Afghanistan when we could have used a natural resource there and then set these people up? <laughs> With a way of making freaking real money. And they've got lots of resources. Lithium, cobalt, oil. I mean, they've got silver and gold. They've got copper. I mean, they've got a lot going on there that if we had done it right, we would have just set them up as a nation that was making it. Now, it's really hard to try to tell one culture that's been living its way for thousands of years to to westernize. But Well, that's. I mean, I'm going back to what we were talking about before on we're going to let them rape boys. We're gonna let them do this custom. We're like, no, yeah, you or know what? Like, no, there's no punishment for that. There's no punishment to a male for having se- um, sex with an animal. So it's very common for them to also do that with goats. But the moment that a woman gets involved, they kill her for it because she tempted the man. And it wouldn't be uncommon that if you wanted, like. It, <sighs> It's not uncommon that you can set one of the women in some of those cultures on fire. And the only way you don't face any charges is if she was standing in the kitchen when you did it. So if you set her on fire in the kitchen, you get away with it. I mean, that's the kind of cultures we're dealing with. The people, there's no respect for life, right? There's no respect for, for anything. I mean, that's why they call them a bunch of goat effers. Yeah. Cause it's, it happens right there. That's the culture that you're, you're, yeah, you're going I mean, up. I don't again. care what you do with a goat, but you know, a kid, yeah, to stop that. But there's like no punishment. Our, but our no punishment. Like, that. no, let them do that. You're, what no. The, what the hell's wrong with these people? It's just like, right. I don't know. It's ridiculous. So, it just we have crazy. a couple other um, clips here, but I think we're running long again. We, we talked about it. You've um, got this woke school one queued up. So, you want to play that one? I'm not sure which one. Which one is it? Is it the first? Well, you've got me two. You, or you said one from ten five. You've got Sean Ryan clip or podcast ten point five. I've got the Sean Ryan clip. The woke schools is the one that were listed in the two notions. I, I downloaded them both and they're the same thing. I so play one. let's play one. I just want to play this one because this one says it all. Do you have any plans on? Do you have any ideas? on how to fix this now? I think there's two ways that we, there's a couple different ways we have to address it. So in the realm of politics, you always got to think from this, from the position of what's the ideal and how do I move people toward it that don't want to get there? Um, so obviously the ideal would be, we don't have to worry about this. It's just not something that we have to conceive of. It doesn't happen. Again, 
we have to address the, the, the philosophical side of this. Um, one of the biggest problems that we have on that side too is an absence of fathers in the home. Now, a lot of dads today are going to say, well, that's because the wife kicked me out or whatnot. I, I get it. I realize that everything is messed up with respect to the concept of the nuclear family right now. But if you want to look at every crime statistic out there, um, fathers not being in the home is one of is probably the leading indicator of whether or not your child is going to get in trouble, uh, react violently in situations, end up in jail, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of that is not a that's not a political solution. We can't solve that. And politicians telling you that we can solve it by taking people's guns are either horribly ignorant or lying to you. And regardless of what the reason is, they don't deserve a position of public trust. So, all right, we have a we have a vulnerable area. The vulnerable area is the school. If you are going to insist on maintaining the public school system the way it currently exists, where we essentially uh, assign you a school based off of your geography, then you're going to have to have more armed security with respect to the schools. You're also going to have to look at other security measures that you can put in place, which make it more difficult for someone to get into that environment and commit mass um, um, you know, violence. So that does come to a degree with armed security, because one of the things we do know is that people don't tend to target places where they know that there is competent armed security. Part of it has to do with defensive measures uh, with respect to how you protect kids within the classroom, how do you make it difficult for someone to be able to enter a room, all of those things. Um, nobody's static. All right, guys, I encourage you to listen to the rest of that episode. That again, what episode was that, Josh? I'm trying to see about how I, I should get cheetah glasses. I know I should. I can barely you're read. Old Josh, you're 45. I know. It's episode 75 Five. with Nick Frias. Um, fantastic episode. You want to hear more of that? Um, it wasn't queued up perfectly, but he goes into a lot there on schooling. He's got a very fascinating one. So encourage you to listen to it um, and consider the things he says about schooling and other topics in that that podcast so we are out today guys thanks for listening stay safe out there suck a little bit less tell yourself who could i be who could i be if i just didn't do all the scrolling whatever it may be or all the bread you can do it lead your life by example try to be the best you can be all right guys i'll see you next time